Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, October the 8th. Shabbat Shalom. This year, the Feast of Tabernacles, or Sukkot, falls on October the 11th and goes through October the 20th. Keeping the feast is like being on a spiritual journey. Our journey began with Passover, with our leaving the world, the world system, and coming out of the bondage of slavery to sin. We began a journey of following Yeshua and His Torah. Passover is a picture of salvation. We are saved by faith through grace. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 In His mercy and loving kindness, Yeshua took all the penalty of sin upon Himself in dying on the tree. Similarly, Yeshua, in His mercy, remembered the covenant He made with Abraham and raised up Moses to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt out of their bondage and slavery. When they put the blood of the Lamb on their doorposts, they were demonstrating faith and trust that the God of Israel would deliver them. This is a picture of salvation, thus beginning the spiritual journey. Next, we come to Mount Sinai at the time of Shavuot. It was there that Yeshua makes a wedding proposal to them and us. Here he tells us that if we will hear his voice, and keep his commands. Then I will make you to be a peculiar treasure, a set-apart people. Exodus 19.5 The Ten Commandments in all of Torah is the Ketubah, the marriage covenant agreement. The house of Jacob, Yeshua's covenant family, said, I do, or yes, to the marriage proposal. Exodus 19.8 Sadly, it did not take them long for them to break the covenant as they fell into spiritual adultery with the golden calf incident. Later, the golden calf incident happens again when Jeroboam leads a rebellion and spearheads a kingdom split, leading the northern kingdom into golden calf system of worship again. 1 Kings chapter 12. We continued the spiritual journey through the fall feast of Yom Teruah, the Days of Awe, a time of the awakening blast, a time and a call to examine ourselves and to repent for both personal and national repentance, a time for the bride to prepare herself for the bridegroom. Then we came to Yom Kippur. The Day of Atonement. The gate of heaven is now closed, court is in session, and judgment is rendered from heaven. If we stand under the blood of Yeshua with a new heart, a heart of flesh, where the Torah is being written upon it, 
and we are seeking to follow it by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit, then our name is found in the Book of Life. And now we arrive at Sukkot in our journey. Sukkot is related and connected to completing the task and finishing the journey, where ultimately Yeshua will tabernacle with his people. It is known as the season of our joy and the feast of the nations, as it is written in Revelation 21, verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion, Hazinu, and it means give ear. 2 Samuel 22, 26-51 With the loyal you deal loyally, with the blameless hero blamelessly. With the pure you act in purity, and with the perverse you are wily. To humble folk you give victory, and you look with scorn on the haughty. You, Hashem, are my lamp. Hashem lights up my darkness. With you I can rush a barrier. With my God I can scale a wall. The way of Hashem is perfect. The word of Hashem is pure. He is a shield to all who take refuge in Him. Yes, who is a God except Hashem? Who is a rock except Hashem? The Hashem, my mighty stronghold, who kept my path secure, who made my legs like a deer's and set me firm on the heights, who trained my hands for battle so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have granted me the shield of your protection and your providence has made me great. You have let me stride on freely, and my feet have not slipped. I pursued my enemies and wiped them out. I did not turn back till I destroyed them. I destroyed them, I struck them down. They rose no more, they lay at my feet. You have girt me with the strength for battle, and brought low my foes before me, made my enemies turn tail before me, my foes, and I wiped them out. They looked but there was none to deliver, to Hashem, but he answered them not. I pounded them like dust of the earth, stamped, crushed them like dirt of the streets. You have rescued me from the strife of peoples, kept me to be a ruler of nations. Peoples I knew not must serve me. Aliens have cringed before me and paid me homage at the mere report of me. Aliens have lost courage and come trembling out of their fastnesses. Hashem lives. Blessed is my rock. Exalted be Hashem, the rock who gives me victory. The Hashem who has vindicated me and made peoples subject to me, rescued me from my enemies, raised me clear of my foes, saved me from lawless men. For this I sing your praise among the nations, and him your name. Tower of victory to his king, who deals graciously with his anointed, with David and his offspring evermore. 
Jeremiah 10, 1 to 11, 23. Hear the word which Hashem has spoken to you, O house of Israel. Thus said Hashem, Do not learn to go the way of the nations, and do not be dismayed by portents in the sky. Let the nations be dismayed by them. For the laws of the nations are delusions, for it is the work of a craftsman's hands. He cuts down a tree in the forest with an axe. He adorns it with silver and gold. He fastens it with nails and hammer, so that it does not totter. They are like a scarecrow in a cucumber patch. They cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Be not afraid of them, for they can do no harm nor is it in them to do any good. Hashem, there is none like you. You are great, and your name is in great power. Who would not revere you, O King of the nations? For that is your due, since among all the wise of the nations and among all their royalty there is none like you. But they are both dull and foolish. Their doctrine is but delusion. It is a piece of wood, silver beaten flat, that is brought from Tarshish, and gold from Uphaz, the work of a craftsman in the goldsmith's hands. Their clothing is blue and purple. All of them are work of skilled men. But Hashem is truly God. He is a living God, the everlasting King. At His wrath the earth quakes, and nations cannot endure His rage. Thus you shall say to them, Let the gods who did not make heaven and earth perish from the earth and from under these heavens. He made the earth by his might, established the world by his wisdom, and by his understanding stretched out the skies. When he makes the voice heard, there is a rumbling of water in the skies. He makes vapors rise from the end of the earth. He makes lightning for the rain, and brings forth wind from his treasuries. Every man is proved dull, without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame, because of the idol, for his molten image is a deceit. There is no breath in them. They are delusion, a work of mockery. In their hour of doom they shall perish. Not like these is the portion of Jacob, for he... It is he who formed all things, and Israel is his very own tribe. Yahweh Savayot is his name. Gather up your bundle from the ground, you who dwell under siege. For thus said Hashem, I will fling away the inhabitants of the land this time. I will harass them so that they shall feel it. Woe unto me for my hurt. My wound is severe. I thought... This is but a sickness, and I must bear it. My tents are ravaged. All my tent cords are broken. My children have gone forth from me and are no more. No one is left to stretch out my tent and hang my tent clothes. But the shepherds are dull and did not seek Hashem. Therefore they have not prospered, and all their flock is scattered. Hark! A noise! It is coming, a great commotion out of the north, that the towns of Yehuda may be made a desolation, a haunt of jackals. I know, Hashem, that man's road is not his to choose. 
that man, as he walks, cannot direct his own steps. Chastise me, Hashem, but in measure, not in your wrath, lest you reduce me to naught. Pour out your wrath on the nations who have not heeded you, upon the clans that have not invoked your name. For they have devoured Jacob, have devoured and consumed him, and have laid desolate his homesteads. The word which came to Jeremiah from Hashem. Hear the terms of this covenant and recite them to the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And say to them, Thus said Hashem, the God of Israel, Cursed be the man who will not obey the terms of this covenant, which I enjoined upon your fathers when I freed them from the land of Egypt, the iron crucible, saying, Obey me and observe them, just as I command you, that you may be my people, and I may be your God, in order to fulfill the oath which I swore to your fathers to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey, as is now the case. And I responded, Amen, Hashem. And Hashem said to me, Proclaim all these things through the towns of Yehudah and the streets of Jerusalem. Hear the terms of this covenant and perform them. For I have repeatedly and persistently warned your fathers from the time I brought them out of Egypt to this day, saying, Obey my commands. But they would not listen or give ear. They all followed the willfulness of their evil hearts. So I have brought upon them all the terms of this covenant which they did not do what I commanded them to do. Hashem said to me, A conspiracy exists among the men of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. They have returned to the iniquities of their fathers of old who refused to heed my words. They too have followed other gods and served them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken the covenant that I made with their fathers. Assuredly, thus said Hashem, I am going to bring upon them disaster from which they will not be able to escape. Then they will cry out to me that I will not listen to them. And the townsmen of Yehudah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem will go and cry out to the gods to which they sacrifice. But they will not be able to rescue them in their time of disaster. For your gods have become as many as your towns, O Yehudah, and you have set up as many altars to shame as there are streets in Jerusalem, altars for sacrifice to Baal. As for you, do not pray for this people, Do not raise a cry of prayer on their behalf, for I will not listen when they call to me on account of their disaster. Why should my beloved be in my house, who executes so many vile designs? The sacral flesh will pass away from you, for you exult while performing your evil deeds. Hashem named you verdant olive tree, fair with choice fruit. But with a great roaring sound, he has set it on fire, and its bows are broken. The Lord of hosts, who planted you, has decreed disaster for you because of the evil wrought by the house of Israel and the house of Judah, who angered me by sacrificing 
to Baal. Hashem informed me, and I knew. Then you let me see their deeds. For I was like a docile lamb led to the slaughter. I did not realize that it was against me they fashioned their plots. Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living. Let his name be remembered no more. O Lord of hosts, O just judge, who test the thoughts and the mind, let me see your retribution upon them, for I lay my case before you. Assuredly, thus said the Lord of hosts concerning the men of Anathoth, who seek your life and say, You must not prophesy any more in the name of Hashem, or you will die by our hand. Assuredly, thus said the Lord of hosts, I am going to deal with them. The young men shall die by the sword. Their boys and girls shall die by famine. No remnant shall be left of them, for I will bring disaster on the men of Anatot, the year of their doom. Colossians 3.18-4.18 Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men knowing that of the Lord you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, where you serve Yeshua. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done, and there is no respect of persons. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer, and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Withal praying also for us, that God would open unto us a door of utterance, to speak the mystery of Yeshua, for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer every man. All my state shall Tychicus declare unto you, who is a beloved brother and a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord, whom I have sent to you for the same purpose, that he might know your estate and comfort your hearts. With Onesimus, a faithful and beloved brother who is one of you, they shall make known to you all things which are done here. Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, salutes you, and Marcus, sister's son to Barnabas, touching whom you receive commandments, if he come to you, receive him, and Yeshua, which is called Justice, who are of the circumcision. These only are my fellow workers unto the kingdom of God, which have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ, salutes you, 
always laboring fervently for you in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. For I bear him record that he has a great zeal for you and them that are in Laodicea and them in Herapolis. Luke, the beloved physician, and Demas greet you. Salute the brethren which are in Laodicea and Nymphus and the church which is in his house. And when this epistle is read among you, cause that it be read also in the church of the Laodiceans, and that you likewise read the epistle from Laodicea. And say to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you fulfill it. The salutation by the hand of me, Paul. Remember my bonds. Grace be with you. Amen. Psalm 78, 56-72 Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High God and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow, For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth, and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men, and delivered his strength into captivity, and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over also to the sword, and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awaked us as one out of a sleep, and like a mighty man that has shouted by reason of wine, and he smote his enemies in the hinder parts, he put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high palaces, like the earth which he has established forever. He chose David also his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. From following the ewes, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob his people, and Israel his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart, and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Proverbs 24, 28 and 29 Be not a witness against your neighbor without cause, and deceive not with your lips. Say not, I will do so to him as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I want to speak to you today out of Jeremiah chapters 10 and 11. And we'll begin in Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 3 to 5. For the customs of the peoples are futile, for one cuts a tree from the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with nails and hammers so that it will not topple. They are upright, like a palm tree, and they cannot speak. They must be carried 
because they cannot go by themselves. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil, nor can they do any good. So I have just a couple of questions for you concerning those verses that I just read. What does that sound like it is describing? Hint, it's something that we do in a widespread way every year in the month of December. And what is God's instruction to us concerning that? And finally, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to leave that one for you to ponder and consider and think about and move on. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 10. But Hashem is truly God. He is a living God, the everlasting King. At His wrath, the earth quakes, and nations cannot endure His rage. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hashem has many names in the Bible, each representing a distinct divine attribute. In his book of sermons, Rabbi David Stavsky explains the difference between the two divine names mentioned in this verse, commenting on the words Hashem Hu Ha Elohim, 1 Kings 18.39, but Hashem is truly God. Rabbi Stavsky uncovers a deeper lesson behind the use of these two names together. The word Hashem, Lord, means rakamim, mercy, kindness, forgiveness. The word Elohim means midat hadin, the God of judgment. At first, judgment seems harsh, cruel, and punishing. But no, we say they are together. Hashim hu ha-Elohim. In the Elohim, in the judgment, there is, was, and always will be Hashem. He is not just a God of judgment, for in His judgment is compassion and kindness. May we merit to understand it. Continuing on, let's look at verse 25 in chapter 10. Pour out your wrath on the nations who have not heeded you upon the clans that have not invoked your name. For they have devoured Jacob, and have devoured and consumed him, and have laid desolate his homesteads. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. In chapter 10, Jeremiah mocks the futility of idolatry, and describes how the northern country, Babylon, would turn the land of Yehuda into a desolate place that would be home for jackals. He concludes, however, with a plea for justice. If Israel is to be destroyed, then other nations who are engaged in evil and violence should also be punished. Their attacks on Israel were motivated by hatred and vindictiveness, and they too should face Hashem's anger. This verse is recited on Passover night during the Seder meal, when Jews remember the deliverance from Egypt and pray for the final redemption. Finally, let's look at chapter 11, verse 16. Hashem named you verdant olive tree, fair with choice fruit, but with a great roaring sound he has set it on fire, 
and its bows are broken. The first time the olive tree is mentioned in the Bible is when Noah checks to see if the flood waters have receded. When the dove returns with an olive branch in its mouth, Noah knows that the water has receded sufficiently and life has begun anew. Pure olive oil was also used for the lighting of the golden menorah lamp in the temple, as well as to anoint priests and kings as part of their initiation. One lesson we can take from the olive is that just like an olive yields oil only when pressed, so too, as human beings, when we are pressed between the millstones of life, our best selves emerge. Often we rise to the occasion to meet life's tests only when challenged. And there's one other place in the Bible where the olive tree is uh, spoken about. Um, Well, there's more than one, but I want to go to Romans chapter 11. And in Romans chapter 11, it talks about this olive tree and that there are two kinds of branches and that there is the wild branch and the natural branch. And in verse 17 of Romans 11, it says, And if some of the branches were broken off, and you, being a wild olive tree, were grafted in among them, and with them became a partaker of the root and fatness of the olive tree, do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches were broken off, that I might be grafted in. Well said. Because of unbelief, they were broken off, that is, the natural branches were broken off, and you stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider the goodness and severity of God on those who fell severity but toward you, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And they also, if they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if you were cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these, who are natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. I'll stop there. So in this picture that's being painted for us by Paul in Romans 11 of this olive tree and the root, is what supports the branches. And the root, of course, is Yeshua. It is the whole Word of God, all of it, from Genesis to Revelation. It is our spiritual forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. All of that, the root. The wild branches are the Gentiles, the non-Jews, the northern kingdom, if you will, the ten tribes of the north. 
and then the natural branch is the southern kingdom, Judah, or the Jews. And what we read here in Jeremiah, going back to Jeremiah 11:16, verdant olive tree, fair with choice fruit, but with a great roaring sound. He has set it on fire, and its bows, or branches, are broken. So the Judah branches were broken off because of unbelief. Unbelief in Yeshua, the Messiah. But what Paul is warning about here is don't become arrogant. Don't think that you are superior to or better than. Because just like they were broken off, you can be broken off also. And how much will the entire world greatly gain when the natural branches are regrafted into their own tree? And that is already happening. There are many, many, many Jews who are coming into the knowledge of Messiah Yeshua, into relationship with Messiah Yeshua. And so it's all by faith. We all come to him on equal ground. We are all sinners saved by grace. It is not good works or good deeds that saves us. We cannot follow the Torah in our own efforts, in our own flesh. We can only do it by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. That's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Vikuneka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.